0: It's the Outspoken Offender podcast. My hope is to encourage registered citizens, former inmates, and anyone facing stereotypes and social ostracism to move beyond society's labels. Welcome to the show. The sex offender registry and the collateral damage to families. This is the topic on uh, today's podcast episode 4 my name is the outspoken offender and I want to thank everybody following and downloading these podcasts that means a lot to me and a a lot of people as well out there uh, involved in the registry and having to be registered on the list so what type of collateral damage are we talking about how does um, somebody on the sex offender registry affect other people other uh, you know their their families their friends, their children. Well, that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to step back uh, just for a second to briefly explain that in 1996, uh, Congress passed what's called Megan's Law. I'm sure you're familiar with that. Uh, This allowed states to publicize the names of those convicted of sex offenses. A wave of federal and then state laws followed, and it created online sex offender registries as we know it today. It also broadened who is listed and restricted where registrants can live. So basically 1996 was a, uh, a big turning point in the sex offender registry. If you are listed on the registry, if you're a registrant, you probably know what effects it can have on your life and your family. Perhaps you're listening today and you are a father of a registrant or a mother of a registrant or a, a, a child of a registrant, a child or an adult child. The registry has a lot of collateral damage involved. So first I want to discuss how the sex offender registry can have collateral damage for children, children of parents on the list, on the blacklist or the hit list. Research says that registries and residency bans leave children of sex offenders vulnerable to bullying and homelessness. I was looking over this article today, and it's called Collateral Damage. Harsh sex offender laws may put whole families at risk. It's by a reporter, Stephen Yoder. And I want to just briefly summarize this story Uh, that was in this article, and the girl is Kat. She goes by Kat, a 16-year-old girl who left the United States with her family for a country she won't name for fear that she will become a target of intimidation or worse. Now, her father is on a state sex offender registry after being found guilty 31 years ago of molesting a 10-year-old boy. Uh, In February 2007, when Kat was 8, Her school district sent out a a pamphlet with the names, the photos, the addresses of all registrants in the area, including her father's. I couldn't imagine having to go through that as an eight-year-old girl, knowing that your father, his information, where he lives, what he did, is going to be passed around to your peers, to your friends, to your teachers. Oh my goodness, Um, and this is just one one of many examples. So the story goes on. It didn't take long for her to feel the fallout of this. Uh, She was disinvited from a birthday party that weekend. She says the following week, a friend's mother stopped her daughter from talking to Kat on the street and told her never again to go near Kat at her house or her house. Uh, From that point forward, she lost nearly all her friends. Now, when Kat hit middle school in the fall of 2009, the isolation turned into sexual harassment. Boys would approach her in the hall and on the street with lewd suggestions. A group of boys crowded her up against a wall one day in school. Quote, since you're screwing your dad, you shouldn't mind screwing us. End quote. After more isolation and bullying in March 2013, the family uprooted and left the country. What devastation to that family what does this solve absolutely nothing a crime committed 31 years prior and uh, the daughter of the man is feeling the collateral effects she's innocent she has never done anything wrong and she's getting harassed sexually harassed teased so bad that the family had to leave the country outrageous outrageous there's another report that you may be familiar with it's uh, pretty well known it's called collateral damage family members of registered sex offenders it was put together and written by jill levinson and richard Tewksbury. if you're not familiar with this study i'm going to go ahead and put a link on my blog post on my website theoutspokenoffender.com. you can find it there it's going to be a pdf you can download it for free now the sample was comprised of 584 participants. Okay? So the children of RSOs, registered sex offenders are reported to be to most often exhibit anger. 80% said yes, depression, 77%, anxiety, 73%. I mean, just imagine if you were a cat in school thinking, "Oh my god, people are going to find out, you know what kind of anxiety and depression that's going to that's going to cause." Feeling left out by peers, 65% yes, said yes, and fear, general fear, 63%. Uh, additionally, more than one in eight, 13% of the children of RSOs were reported to exhibit suicidal tendencies. Here's one of the results, okay, from the study. My family member, the registered sex offender or RSO, had a very hard time finding a job because employers don't want to hire a registered sex offender. And this has created financial hardship for my family. 82% of the participants said yes. Okay. So, and I know how that is. I can't find a job. I can't find a job. You might not be able to find a job. We all know how much discrimination in employment occurs when you're on the registry. And that creates hardship for the family. And I'll discuss uh, my personal experiences in here in just a second. Another result from the study. My family member, the RSO, lost a job because a boss or coworkers found out through Megan's law that he or she was a sex offender. And this created financial hardship for my family. 53%. I'm surprised that's not higher. Um, Because honestly, I think that's one of the, the toughest things to deal with. Especially in a marriage. When money is a very, um, you know, uh, challenge. And if you have money problems, you're going to have probably uh, relationship problems. I'm going to give you one more here. I have been threatened or harassed by neighbors after they found out that my family member is a sex offender. How many people do you think? It's pretty high. 44%. That's going to vary too, uh, depending on what state you live on. If um, the certain state has tiers and something like some states uh, along especially along the west coast they don't uh, put your information on the state registry if you're like a lower level Uh, but still um, it happens it happens a lot harassment from neighbors especially when there are uh, you know uh, flyers passed around and all that bullcrap since this is a shorter form podcast these are just quick examples there are many many more if you're interested in this topic i encourage you to go to several sites the first one is n-a-r-s-o-l it stands for national association of rational sexual offense laws Uh, they have a blog they have um, it's called tales from the registry go there check it out It's narsal.org. Another site you can go to is womenagainstregistry.org. It's not just for women, it's for everybody. Uh, Great resources, great support. Once again, womenagainstregistry.org. Vicki Henry, I know her personally. She does so much work um, for making smarter laws and um, advocating for the families and uh, the people on the registry also some great research can be found on oncefallen.org okay actually i want to make sure i have that right Oncefallen, and i can't seem to type i'm sorry oncefallen.com i also think it's oncefallen.org too both both domains no you need to go to oncefallen.com okay that will uh, give you a lot of information Um, from Derek Logue he's been doing a lot of research and you'll find some information there real quick I want to talk about my personal experiences and it goes back to what I was just talking about a second ago finances I you know I think that's the biggest issue that I had and really it was a major reason for my my divorce in 2016 my divorce had a lot to do with the stress of being on the uh, sex offender registry. Due to the lack of a secure job and housing, money was always an issue for us. Uh, we were evicted from our apartment twice in four years. There was always this fear of how are we going to make rent this month? Uh, in addition, it wasn't just us. It was two kids, my stepchildren, her, her children. We were supporting you know a total of four people. So it was a, uh, a huge challenge, and eventually it just got so much. The stress of me not being able to find a, a decent job, being turned down um, uh, for you know jobs and being laid off and all that stuff. So it, it, is, it is tough. It is very tough. And we need to really think about the sex offender registry and how it affects families and children, not just the person on the list. Uh, that's another topic. I mean, we know the negative effects of the registry, the shame, and all that. But I wanted to really hit on how it affects the family and h- how it affects the children of the registrant. So, I hope this uh, podcast helped you out a little bit. Um, I really appreciate you uh, listening. You can go to my website, theoutspokenoffender.com. I have lots of videos as well. Uh, enjoy the new year. Let's start this new year off right. I'm really hoping for a better year. All right, take care and thanks for listening. It's the Outspoken Offender podcast. My hope is to encourage registered citizens, former inmates and anyone facing stereotypes and social ostracism to move beyond society's labels. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm the Outspoken Offender. You can find me on YouTube and Twitter. Remember, you are not your label.